Welcome to Math Mutation, a podcast where we discuss fun, interesting, or just plain weird corners of mathematics that you would not have heard in school. Recording from Hillsboro, Oregon, this is Eric Seligman, your host. And now, on to the math. Math Mutation 143, the math of mutations. Before we start, I'd like to thank listener Mark Maybe, who pointed out an error on my last podcast. I mentioned that 990 hertz was too high for humans to hear, but Mark pointed out that this was silly. Typical humans can actually hear up to 20,000 hertz, as I looked up later on Wikipedia. Oops. Luckily, it didn't affect the main point of the podcast. Now on to this week's topic. Recently, my wife Anne and daughter Sonia were visiting the Newport Aquarium on the Oregon coast and came across a large tank of crabs. Recognizing her mom's favorite food, Sonia remarked, They look tasty, but don't tell them I said so. Anne and the other spectators began laughing, but they were laughing for somewhat different reasons. I think most of the visitors were amused by Sonia's implication that the crabs could be offended. Anne, however, recognized that the crabs in the tank were spider crabs with long legs and roundish shells, while everyone knows that the tastiest crabs are the oblong-shelled Oregon Dungeness crabs. This got me thinking about the many different types of crab shells. How is it that from the same basic type of creature so many different forms could evolve? How did random genetic mutation continually rewrite the complex blueprints of the crab shell to each cell knew exactly the right place to grow to complete these complex shapes as the species changed from one to another? Actually, about a hundred years ago, British mathematical biologist Darcy Thompson investigated this issue. He asked the question, is there a simple mathematical relationship between the shapes of different species of related animals? He began looking at groups of creatures such as crabs, fish, and primates and made an amazing discovery. By drawing a coordinate grid over the shapes and making simple mathematical transformations, he could change one species into another. For example, he started with a fish species called Argyropelicus. He then showed that by applying a simple transformation to each xy coordinate, where x prime equals ax plus by and y prime equals cx plus dy, he could distort the fish into other species known as sternoptics or scarus. Basically, this transformation is the equivalent of stretching the fish at different rates in the x and y directions and then shearing one axis with respect to the other. This change, called an affine transformation, is a subset of what is known as rubber sheet transformations. More complex conformal transformations, which you may be familiar with from flattened maps of the Earth, allow curved aspects and lead to a greater variety of possible forms that Thompson also saw. The show notes contain a link to a nice web tool that lets you stretch a fish of your own, mimicking some of Thompson's thought experiments. Thompson showed that with a series of diagrams, how he could look at the shapes of fish, shells of various crab species, and even skulls of apes and humans, and find how they were mathematically related to each other by simple transformations. What does this all mean? Well, for one thing, it makes the process of evolution much easier to understand. When we talk about stretching, slanting, or compressing a part of a living creature, what we're really talking about is increasing or reducing the rate of growth of various cells. So what Thompson showed was that to produce the various forms we see in nature, it's not necessary for some mutation to radically change a detailed blueprint, but simply to tweak the uniform mathematical formula that governs the rate of cell growth in a creature. This seems like a much more plausible avenue for a random mutation to create a new creature as opposed to the total rewrite that would be necessary if DNA was working like a literal blueprint of a building. Thompson went on to discover many other amazing mathematical relationships in biology, such as the relationship of the Fibonacci sequence to spiral structures in snails and plants, and the relation between jellyfish forms and random dispersal of viscous fluids. 
We might discuss these in future podcasts. I'm not sure if you ever found the true formula for the tastiest crab, though. And this has been your math mutation for today.